0: Gentlemen, my name is Dirty Mike, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed, heavyweight champion of podcasts, the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. See, I went into that cold, guys. I had no clue what I was going to say when we came on air. You just said we're rolling. Yeah, I was wondering what you were going to go with, but that works. Does it work? Yeah, very well done, sir. (laughs) Uh, Is that a rib? (laughs) Roll Tide, right? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Hey, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts out there, but let's start this one off again. Welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. My name is Dirty Mike. And I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here once again in the mansion with... Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason's back in the house. How you doing, Jay? Doing great, doing great. Man, it's been a good week, hasn't it? It has been a great week. We had some fun, man. Uh, Big ugly. We were at the M and T Bank Stadium on uh, May 10th for Metallica. Man, that was a good time, wasn't it? It was. It was a great time. Great music. Yeah, great show. Also, Volbeat and Avenged Sevenfold opening up. at About six hours of live music. Yep. I think Fozzie opened up for them before too, didn't they? Did they
1: open up for Metallica? Did they? Did I, I? I thought Jericho said that. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he was. Possible.
0: Maybe that was a rib but uh <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> maybe well, jericho's out there back with fozzy now so uh you never know they I, could show up i don't know any metallica song like do they have a hit song that actually they have a lot of hit songs what's wrong with you all right is there
1: one that's very popular like maybe that movies have sampled enter, enter the sandman
0: enter the sandman enter the you never heard enter the sandman no come on man no this is the big ugly come on well no.
1: I know. Maybe, I have to I have to uh put that into uh into our little break in into uh the sandman. Yeah, so, you
0: have yeah, to put into the sandman into the little uh break in between segments. Yeah. Sure, why not? Or uh, unforgiven or nothing else matters or master of puppets or seek and destroy or one. I could just keep going. So are they like hard rock or is it like I would just say they are I would say not necessarily heavy metal, but they are metal. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're metal, okay.
0: Yeah, and they've been around uh, since the early eighties. Right, right. So okay. Uh yeah they they've gone they've gone hard they've gone harder they've gone soft yep uh they came back kind of mid mid range started out as like a thrash metal like a Slayer type band
1: yeah
2: okay
0: uh, real real thrash yeah all right like heavy metal but like yeah. heavy
1: metal head waving head banging yeah waving
0: what's wrong bang. with you all right sorry <laughs> obviously I'm inexperienced well <laughs> <laughs> heavy metal <laughs> <laughs> well I mean you are the big ugly so I mean you know what 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 music did you listen to when you were growing up. Um, when I was growing up, uh, what did I listen to? Yeah. Um.
1: Hip hop? Pretty much. R&B? So if it's not obvious, of course. So. I
3: mean.
1: Yeah. Um. What was your favorite artists? The artists? I was, uh, I was a big R&B fan growing up. So I was, I was a big Drew Hill fan straight out of Baltimore. Okay. Everybody knew Drew Hill. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hip hop wise, um, I was a big Jada Kiss fan back in the day and. I was big on G Unit because G Unit was getting big back when I was first getting to high school. So, yeah.
0: So that's what you did. Yeah. Listening to cassette tapes and the CDs coming up. Yeah. Then I got more cultured and
1: I started branching out. So I listened to rock music and I listened to pop and all of that. But just, I I can't
0: do the heavy metal. I listen to Evanescence. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I mean, you you see Jim and Jason's wearing a shirt right now. That's a little bit of a metal in there, isn't it? Iced Earth. Iced Earth. Iced Earth. Yeah. How about that? There we go. That's one I'm not familiar with, but uh, you know, Metallica. That's a little bit more my speed. You know, but it was fun. It was a good time. It was you great know, time. about uh, thirty thousand people, maybe there. Yep. Something like that. And we were in a club level. Ran into. Chilling. Some EWA thing. We did run into some EWA. We ran in, a wrestling. We ran into <laughs> the baddest man in Maryland. The man who puts the Z. In Cruz, he's been on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast before. Apollo Cruz. And I'm not talking about the tightest brand Apollo Cruz that was on (laughs) last night, which was actually pretty entertaining, to be perfectly honest with you. But I'm talking about Apollo Cruz with the Z. He was there. We had a good time. You did? It was fun. He bought us around. Yeah. You know, we're, we're legal, you know, that's right. drinking beverages of alcoholic nature. We had a lot of good food that night. Drinking beer, eating Where did barbecue we go? pork. And Where do we go with the, what was that, the Blue Pit? The Blue Pit Barbecue in Hanover. Yeah, and that's on Union Avenue. Yep. Formerly known as the Ashbury Pub. Yep. Formerly known as something else. Grey Goose. The Grey Goose. Formerly known as whatever else it was there. Got some great barbecue there. Yep. Good times. You know, I looked at our ticket. When we uh, left, and uh, Big Ugly, they, they we sat down at the bar and we had some barbecue and had a, be- had a beverage. Um, they put our ticket. So they called us on the ticket. They said that we're Metallica because oh, we we're wearing a the Metallica they shirt. They had our shirts on, yeah. So yep. they called us Metallica. I think they spell it with three L's on the ticket, but yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, so this is dirty and this is ugly. And we're going to bounce around a lot. we got a lot to talk about today, guys. Yes, Big sir. Ugly, you missed it. I know, man. I'm such a failure. And Art. I told the audience I was going to be there, and I'm a failure because I wasn't there. You because you told the dirty, ugly wrestling listeners that yeah. you were going to be there. Faith no more three interaction. Man, oh man, Jamie and Jason, you were there. I was there. How'd you feel? It was a great show. Yeah, it's a new era. It's new a era. new era. Absolutely. You had a good time as a fan, though. I mean, uh, you know, you enjoyed yourself. Oh, I did. How about the rest of the fans? Good vibe. It was a good vibe. It was a good vibe. Yeah. It was a little. A little bit of confusion, but we'll get into that later <laughs> on. But. Yeah, there was some confusion. But it was good, though. Faith and War three interaction. We did some interactive all night long, having uh, kids and everybody take pictures with the championship belts yep. and in the ring, by the ring, and had a trivia contest for free tickets to the next show, which is Friday, July 7th at Tall Cedars Hall in Parkville, Maryland. Midget Mania you know that's right we are going to have midgets on the card and midget is what they prefer midget is you know, i was just about to ask you is that the disrespectful term you know and, <laughs> and I've i never got know. asked by maybe one person since you know we announced that event you know they want to be called midget and even they they have shirts that say got midget you know okay. they're called midgets they're the half pint brawlers half pint brawlers that's right i'm gonna say it again half pint brawlers and uh, they do all kinds of different gigs and shows and entertainment and wrestling everywhere. But check them out, HPB, Half Pint Brawlers. They're going to be there in the house. And, there's, and we don't know what's going to happen yet, but a lot could happen. But that's in July. We're going to talk about, right now, Faith No More 3 Interaction. We got quick results that we're going to hit. There's a lot of stuff. We had a one-night tournament for the now vacant EWA Heavyweight Championship, which was vacant. But now there is a champion. Jason, Jam, and Jason, you saw it. That's right. John Berg. John Berg. Man, he's been with EWA for ten years. One of the most unlikely candidates for the EWA heavyweight championship, but he deserves it. He works hard uh, before the events, after events, during the events, in between the events. Him, himself and his whole family, they deserve it. Absolutely. You know John Berg. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, the
1: absolutely. From the eyeball army, when I heard that he won, I was very shocked. But as you said, I've seen
0: him perform many times. Uh, couldn't be a more deserving guy. So yeah, play that music, Cotton Eye Joe. He's got the uh, the cowboy hat and the horseshoe around his neck.
1: Yeah. Racy Hawkins come out
0: with Racy Hawkins came out with him, yeah. and uh, you know now he's a double champion because the Oddball Army are still the tag team champions, and we'll get into that a little later. But it was a fun night. Of- like I said, it's been a good week, Jamie and Jason. Has yes. yes. big ugly. Yeah, I say heard it. that front row was pretty lit. Uh, well. <clears throat> You know, we might as well just get this out the way. <laughs> Move! Get out the way! You know, we talk about music. But anyway, yes, we had uh, the front row of EWA, Faith No More 3 Interaction, all paid guests. And they came in, and they were loud, Jamie Jason, anyway, all night long. Yep. Um, some of the notables, referee, former referee for EWA Pro Wrestling, Corey Berger. That's B-E-R-G-E-R. Uh, faithful listener to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. And, um, you know, also a former guest on the EWA, uh, the portion of EWA of Dirty Ugly Wrestling. Burger was there. cookies. Burger cookies are great. Man, I love them. They are extremely enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and still available anywhere in the state of Maryland where you want to buy cookies. <laughs> so go get them. Um, we had also the former EWA heavyweight champion, hashtag Pat Anthony, and his social media advisor, Violet. They were in the front row. Who have uh, decided to take their leave of EWA Pro Wrestling, and we wish them well. Um, You know, definitely something that was unexpected, very close to the show, but it happened, and they were there, and they were loud, and we appreciate their support. Also, your boy, Desert Storm. Desert Storm. Front row. Uh, He was there, he shared some nachos with me. He's a good guy. Um, You know, former EWA Pro Wrestling, everything. But now uh, off to do some uh, different things with his career as well. Wish him well. Um, You know, we we had uh, um, the Prince of Pop style. I'm still a little tongue-tied when I talk about this guy because I've had some sordid history with this guy. You know the Prince of Pop style. Absolutely. He super kicked you. Well, yeah, he did. (laughs) Um, And he and his boys attacked me. But the last
1: time he was here, you guys shook hands,
0: and you're good now. You saw that. I saw it. It was uh, live. Well, kind of live. We did Facebook Live last time. Uh, we shook hands, um, buried the hatchet, as it were. Uh, but he was in the front row as well as uh, Silhouette, you know, was with him. And a few other notables in the front row, uh, former EWA pro wrestling, either students or superstars, uh, they were there. And we appreciate it. And they were loud. But mm-hmm. uh, it did cause a little bit of a stir in the crowd. What did was, you, you say, Jamie Jason? It was, it was. It was like the alumni section over there. True, true. true.
2: And at first, a few fans were confused because a lot, lot's gone down since the last show.
0: So. Right. Because a lot of that last show, you know, most of them, if not all of them, were in our right. ring. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. On our show. So, so I was sitting around some fans and they didn't know if this was something was going to happen if these guys were going to get involved as the night unfolded it was it was interesting right
0: it was interesting but it does show a little bit of intrigue though you know yeah. uh if i went to a wrestling show as a fan and i saw you know people that were previously on the show in the show sitting in the front row i'd be wondering what the heck's gonna happen yeah. and i wouldn't want to wait and i wouldn't want to you know not miss anything i would stay all the way till the end and see what's happening um but they did they they were loud uh, big ugly you would have been proud all right, good, good. Now I'm gonna play a little,
1: Comrade Thompson. You're my Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> Spend my day <laughs> working hard on the go. Okay. So with with the former, um, with all these former EWA uh, uh, um, athletes in the in the audience, right, now, um, sitting on the other side of the ring, what is the future of
0: EWA? Because these were some major names that you just listed. Probably on the other side of the gate. Right. Most of the major names. Yeah. You know, there was a, still, still a lot of big names in EWA pro wrestling. But what does the future hold, you say? Yes. Well, that's how we started off the show, Jam and Jason. I came out there and I said, you know what? We had shake-up. You know, we got a vacant EWA heavyweight championship. So the table is set. All of these guys in this front row have opened the door and set the table for everybody that's in that locker room and to come out and take it. Earn it, you know. Earn their shot. Earn their spot. And I gotta say, most everybody that came out, win or lose, did exactly that. Stepped up to the plate. Got a spotlight shined on them. You know what I mean? Um, would you would you say that, Jamie Jason? Would you say the future looks uh, bright for
2: EWA Pro Wrestling? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, you know, I kind of compare it to basically back when the WWE or WWF at the time switched mm-hmm. from the new generation and you had Bret Hart and Diesel mm-hmm. running around, sure fighting over the title, and it morphed into the Attitude Era. Right. And that could potentially happen here. You it could, could see a change like that where everybody, all the new people just step up and
0: yeah, it's, take it's, the ball and run with it. Right. And it's new people, but it's also people that have been on our roster for, you know, quite some time that have not necessarily had the opportunity to step up and do what they did. Um, you know, Corey Bush, one of the EWA pro wrestling favorites and you know, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, doesn't matter. And he's been on the podcast before too. Uh, he's you know he's never had the EWA heavyweight championship he's been the Maryland champion uh but never the EWA heavyweight champion And he's one that's stepping up to the plate gonna take it we got Jason Drake and Miss Rizzo that are still they, they weren't there this time you know best wishes go out to Jason Drake by the way he's not feeling too good but uh he's hoping to come back and make come back in a big way still the Maryland champion We've got the legendary Super Cruiserweight, the only four-time Cruiserweight champion in EWA history, Wes Mercer. Still a big name on the card. Been there for a long, long time. Lots of experience. Um, But then we've got these new guys, including one that's going to be calling in in just a little bit to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, Jesse O'Ryan. He is new to the roster as of our last show, which was with Sweet 16, won his debut match against Ring of Honor's Ken Phoenix, and now he was put in a position where he was on the show and he had an opportunity to fight for the EWA Heavyweight Championship. He won his match against Simon Rhyme and took a beating shoulder big time, took a beating, Jam and Jason. Yep. Um, but uh, Big Ugly, again, you would have been proud. He put himself in that battle royal, and uh, I tell you, every single individual, almost 10 people trying to throw Corey Bush out the top rope, that didn't happen. They got him over the top rope, but never to the floor. Corey Bush fighting everybody off, fighting everybody off. Jesse Orion comes in, drop kick right in the boom, knocks Corey Bush off and to the floor. And Corey Bush just stared a hole right through Jesse Orion. And Jesse Orion had this oh-ish kind of thing on it. And everybody else just stopped. And then Corey Bush came in and pretty much destroyed Jesse Orion. And everybody backed up and gave him space. <laughs> That's right. I would. Yeah. Unbelievable. But I heard then, the fans love this guy. They love That's Jesse O'Brien. That's right. He is the underdog. He is the one who fights, scratches, claws, kicks. He is your non-prototypical. Uh, I'm not sure if you might know this reference, Mikey Whipwreck. Yes. Yes. Wouldn't you say he was a guy that uh, put the ring together and he was in there taking a few bumps and they said, "Hey, you want to learn how to wrestle? You want to put on the show?" And they did. And he was the underdog and he was really, really over. You know, and he got over and he ended up winning. The ECW Heavyweight Championship. Yep. So anything is possible. Jesse Orion did not win that night, but uh, he was thrown over the top rope by somebody who was already eliminated from that Battle Royal. So was Jesse Orion truly eliminated from that Battle Royal? I don't think so. No. Yeah. What are you thinking? As far as you said he was thrown rope, under, he was thrown over the top he was thrown rope, thrown over the top to the floor. Yes. But he was thrown over the top rope by somebody who was not in the match. It still counts. How does that count? Because That, that is, means I could go in and throw them out. Right, but I'm
1: saying, hasn't this happened before? Like, even on WWE, like, if you get thrown out, but you go back in
0: and still throw somebody over the ropes, doesn't it, it still count that you're out, right? Most of the way in WWE history, yes, I do believe that is the case. Uh, but, and still, in my opinion, Jesse Orion was not rightfully thrown out of that match, and Jesse Orion has a beef to continue to fight for the EWA Heavyweight Championship. That I agree. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. Corey Bush was done. He should have just went to the back. But at the same time, it's it's still a valid elimination. And when he went to the back, he was dragged to the back. I mean, I'm sorry. Corey Bush dragged Jesse O'Ryan to the back. A limpless, lifeless, Jesse O'Ryan. By his but, arm, just dragging him by right. all said, the wrist. That's And you said, right, you said, and Jason, that was one of the pictures of the night for you. That is, that is. That's going to be the, the image I remember from that night. <laughs> <laughs> Poor I'm Jesse just you. being injured. Poor Jesse. But then Jesse, all beat up, all hurt, came back out at the end of the night. Because at the end of the night, we did something with the fans that I think was pretty cool, actually. Um, we announced at the beginning of the night that whoever won the EWA Heavyweight Championship, the fans... That were uh, there at the end of the night. They were going to decide the number one contender for the next show for the EWA heavyweight championship, and it was whoever got the loudest reaction. So many superstars, whoever lost or won, doesn't matter. It came out all night long, and we announced everybody. Jesse Orion got a huge reaction, but so did Corey Bush. Yeah, and Corey Bush got a loud enough reaction for Vinnie Versace of the State Commission of Athletics to come out and say. Well, they might have been cheering Jesse O'Rion, but Corey Bush got the loudest reaction, and it was negative, but it was loud. So they said Corey Bush is the number one contender for the EWA Heavyweight Championship against John Berg, Friday, July seventh at Midget Mania and more. EWA Pro Wrestling. How do you like that? Uh I'd be pretty afraid. Considering what just happened to Jesse O'Rion if I was John Berg, I would not want to be going into that situation. But this should be a good matchup. It really should. And I gotta tell you another matchup on that card, uh, Dark Horses and the oddball army blood and Berg actually fought for the ewa tag team championship and this was a hard fought battle a brawl yeah. wouldn't you say James? yes yeah. Yeah. did you enjoy that one i did i did just uh they the, had a special referee as well that's right the hamden hammer bill ward was a special guest referee for that match uh having been uh having won his match earlier on by disqualification against uh you know a newcomer to the ewa how about that yeah, yeah uh what was it Devin Price I believe Damon Damon Price I'm sorry I keep calling him Devin I'm sorry it's Damon Price yeah and Damon Price was uh you know a student at the EWA pain factory and nobody knew what was going on uh he had actually come out and, and Bill Ward was sort of training him and sort of you know giving him showing him the ropes as it were uh but nobody knew that uh Damon Price was gonna be that guy and attack uh Bill Ward and you know it seems like Damon Price and the Dark Horses have a lot in common. So there's a lot to be said there, and it's going to be good. And i got to tell you what, yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that? Let's talk about it, man. Uh, Let's talk about that. Let's and they, about and that, that is a good question. Um, so the the question that, that uh,
1: Mikey, Mikey D is talking about here go is ahead. I just wrote on a piece of paper. Because um, you didn't want to, you know.
0: But I understand why, but go ahead.
1: Yeah, so the the what I was gonna ask was a noticeable name missing that we've been seeing a whole lot of is this group called Supremacy. Right. Now we just heard the Dark Horses had a match. So what is going on with Supremacy? I didn't see the show Mr. Jones, the Dark Horses did Wrestle. We know Pat uh,
0: hashtag Pat Anthony's as on as as well as TJ Sykes. Right. And Violet as well. And Violet. Um, So it was interesting because when the Dark Horses came out, they brought the Supremacy t-shirts out, and they went over to the front row, uh, and they actually put, you know, high-fived everybody, everybody, and put the shirts on the rail right there. So uh, that was pretty interesting, including Desert Storm. Uh, So, uh, you know, they had some supporters, they had some backers. What is happening with Supremacy? Well, I can tell you that the Dark Horses sort of run by their own path, uh, and it is a path of destruction. So we're going to see what happens. The show Mr. Jones was not able to make it to uh, Faith No More 3 interaction. He was doing some other things, probably uh, doing a run-in on somebody else's life because he runs in on everybody, everywhere, every time. So that's what he does. Uh, but he is a very talented, and I hope he is uh, making his way back uh, to July 7th at EWA Pro Wrestle because he is great. So what is of Supremacy? Did they implode as we... Well, As it, you we know, it. it may not be the, necessarily the group that we remember, but it could be new opportunities, like we are talking about, Jam and Jason. And, like, you know, kind of compare this to
2: DX. You had Triple H and Michaels, and then Michaels retired. Right. And we had some newcomers to come back or return to the WWF at the time. That's right. We had X-Pac and um, New Age
0: Outlaws. Right, the New Age Outlaws. So, so we could, could be a, a regrouping. Could so. be. Yeah. And uh, we could still see Supremacy do what they do best, and that's uh, wreak havoc. Uh, we still could see uh you know bits and pieces of the supremacy but i gotta tell you uh right now it's ewa country through and through you know uh we got john berg who is ewa as anybody that i know and he is the heavyweight champion it's a new era you know that's it, a changing ground but it's going to be good uh we had a lot of other things on that show you got that card right there jam and jason let's just hit the quick results um you know there we go so jam and jason uh was kind enough to uh write down the quick results just like our friends in wrestling in maryland check them out on facebook wrestling in maryland also big league photography check them out on facebook uh so we did have all winners advancing to the main event battle royal where the winner wins the ewa heavyweight championship uh hijinks returning to the ewa pro wrestling over jai cole uh the rasta powerhouse he's awesome you know we're going to see a lot more jai cole Corey bush did win over super phoenix uh, JT Moore, the all-nighter party fighter, who's still partying, uh, won over Tony Mako, which is arguably the match of the night. It's very good match. Absolutely. Jesse O'Ryan did uh, defeat Simon Ryan, and Simon Ryan attacked him after the, ma- and after the match, but we're going to hear from Jesse. I interviewed Jesse right after the match. I said, are you ready for that main event battle royal? And he said, the question is, is they ready for me? And I was like, wow, Jesse O'Ryan just did it. Um and then we had an intermission. We had an interaction. We had a fan contest where you could have a guest timekeeper, which was pretty neat. Uh, and then we had Bill Ward winning over uh, Damon Price via uh, disqualification. Um, and we had the tag team championship match where um, it was actually the uh, tag champions retained, uh, which was uh, Blood and Berg. And they actually retained over the Dark Horses, even though the Maryland State Athletic, Athletic Commission or Commission of Athletics, I should say, uh, put the dark horses in the battle royal at the end because they said Blood and Berg were not fit to compete, uh, even though Blood was not there, but Berg was. Berg won. Uh, Wes Mercer uh, retained the EWA Cruiserweight Championship against Duran J. another great match. Absolutely great match. The artiste Duran J. painting his canvas all night long. And uh, after the match, he actually got in my face and he said, I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. So I have no idea what that means. Duran J., I don't think we've seen the last of him, but. Uh, I think he's going to be doing some repackaging. Maybe it's because two losses in a row for him, right? Because he was unable to defeat Jason Drake. That's right. So he maybe needs he to needs to regroup. Yeah. I, I think we might see a little gold dust out of him, you know, just changing his character and his demeanor completely. Yeah. I think we're going to yeah, see so that. Paint himself a new picture. That's Exactly. You got that right. <laughs> and uh, we also had the, um, you know, the Battle Royal where John Berg won, uh, became the new EWA Heavyweight Champion, and then Corey Bush is the number one contender, controversially, but it, well, he is. And uh, thank you, Jam and Jason, for the quick results, and we'll give that back to the Big Ugly. So, missing this show, Big Ugly, what stands out to you? Uh,
1: standing out to me for missing this show is, uh, number one, uh, John Berg having won the championship. That definitely stuck out, didn't see it coming. Um, uh, uh, Jesse O'Ryan. Becoming a fan favorite, um, this guy seems to come out of nowhere, but the fans are taking to him. Obviously, the front row is going to stick out, and I can imagine the fans' reaction seeing that. Um, but all in all, like I mean, this could, looks like a great car, some great matches that I actually wish that I hadn't have missed. But
0: yeah, I mean, it was good, and it was you know there was a lot of questions to you know to find out what was actually going to happen with uh, Faith No War three interaction. We had no matches planned out beforehand as far as promotions concerned and this is very different you know we we had we're, we weren't sure which superstars we were going to see there which ones we were not going to see there so um there was a lot of people that were very skeptical What what's going to happen but it turned out okay yep. would you say yeah uh Perfect. say it was fun i had a lot of yeah. fun yeah. good times and You know, we're going to have more good times with Midget Mania and more. And later on in this podcast, we're going to talk about a lot more than EWA Pro Wrestling. We're going to talk about WWE Payback, uh, which was the Raw pay-per-view that just happened. We're going to talk about WWE Backlash, which is the SmackDown pay-per-view that's about to happen. We're going to talk about NXT TakeOver Chicago, which is coming up right before Backlash, actually. Uh, There's going to be a European special on the the, uh, WWE Network. Uh, WWE Extreme Rules is coming to Baltimore, Maryland. That's too sweet, wouldn't you say, uh, Big Ugly?
1: Yeah, very excited for that, man.
0: We're going to be in the house. (laughs) We're going to be in the house. (laughs) Dirty Ugly Wrestling is going to be in the house at Extreme Rules, and we're going to be sharing um, some space with that uh, EWA alumni class that we were just talking about. (laughs) Sharing a lot of space with them, actually. Maybe we could get somebody on the podcast to do a quick interview. Oh, I'm sure we we could could get some. I'm sure we're gonna catch some coming people coming out the back, right? You never know. We could get a soundbite from yeah. us, somebody, uh, and that's uh, that's gonna be fun. Um, There's just a lot of stuff going on. Impact Wrestling and Global Force Wrestling have combined. Uh, Braun Strowman is out for six months because he has an uh, an actual elbow injury. That's gonna be interesting. Um, Dude, so that that sucks, man. That's
1: like the Finn Balor situation. It's mm. like Daniel Bryan. It's like these guys. As soon as they get their push, and they're like there. They just get injured, man.
0: It sucks. They do. But, you know, when he comes back, he's going to hopefully still have the steam behind him and still get a push. Um, and he got really over for taking out Roman Reigns for a little while. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. that was that was just great on his part. But it's it just kind of sucks that the momentum's got to stop. And But, yeah, he'll come back. And he'll come back bigger, better, brawner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more Strowman than ever. Um, oh, check this out. Uh, I think we have an incoming call to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, guys, and uh, this is what I was talking about before. Let's get this going. All right, incoming phone call from the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. I believe we have EWA Pro Wrestling newcomer, but also he has already been victorious a couple of times, and he has fought. For the EWA Heavyweight Championship in that main event battle world that we were talking about a little earlier. And he eliminated Corey Bush, which may have been the biggest moment in his life, maybe the biggest mistake of his life. Who knows? Jesse O Ryan, Jesse, welcome to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Hey uh, thanks for thanks for inviting me on. It's an absolute pleasure. How are you doing today, Jesse? How's that shoulder? Uh, the sh- the shoulder a little rough. Uh, the uh, uh,
1: my my chest is not feeling great after getting stepped on by Corey outside and speared <laughs> by him. But um,
0: he had the weight he, of the world on him. Uh, <laughs> he did. Yeah, yeah,
4: it's a good way to describe
0: it. And you were also dragged to the back. And uh, I gotta say, we got Jam and Jason here on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast, and you know, no offense to you, but he said that was the that was the moment of the night for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm glad to be a part of that. Um, It was uh, was
4: the most terrifying moment of the night for me, but um, but you know, if you know, people weren't entertained by it, then then I guess I did my
0: job. They they were. I think everybody was entertained by everything you did that night. Let's just recap. We were talking about it a little earlier, uh, Jesse, before, and we were gonna we were gonna take a break, but you know what? We don't need to take a break right now. What do you think? We can just go. And we can go because we got Jesse O'Ryan in the house. We don't need to take a break. Jesse O'Ryan. Now, okay, so you won your debut match at the Sweet 16 against Ken Phoenix, Ring of Honor's Ken Phoenix, which I thought was a very exciting match. Uh, Talk to us about that first.
4: Very tough to keep up with. Um, I think uh, I've I managed to, to catch him off guard in the end, and uh, that, that obviously worked out in my favor, um, but that is, uh, is a very unique experience, and, uh, and, and I feel like i learned a lot from it.
0: You sure did, and we learned a lot about you. You've got the heart. Uh, you don't give up. I mean, uh, and you guys have seen Jesse Or'ion uh, beforehand as well. You know, you saw him in his first match. Did you think he looked a little nervous out there, a little unsure of himself? You know, how do you think he did in his debut match? Big Ugly, we'll start with you. I actually did not see him. Now that I'm thinking back to it, I was not at Sweet 16. You weren't at Sweet 16. So you I did weren't, not see the debut. And you weren't there at, uh, at Faith, Faith no, no More 3. three. You're slipping, just, man. Super oh, slipping, man. man. <laughs> Jesse, you know, that's man, I'm no offense. I, I love you, Jesse. I heard right. the fans love you. You're doing great, right. <laughs> and they do well Jamie and Jason that's right. He's gonna come to July seventh, which is uh gonna be known as a couple of different things, including midget mania um and more actually so uh July seventh tall Cedar saw and Parkville Mar Jamie and Jason, you saw his debut all- match. Did. all right so you've seen a lot of debuts over the years how do you think jesse O'Ryan or did in his debut match
2: oh he did great he did great he started out a little nervous and then the fans just pumped you up they got behind you and they were cheering every move that you made they were just cheering nice and loud and jesse chants were starting in the background and it was great
1: it was great and he won and you won yeah jesse what are you doing to get the fans behind you uh, i don't know <laughs> uh, I, I honestly
4: And it's just, uh, I guess you can see that uh, who I am is, is very genuine. They can connect to that. And, and um, you know, uh, there's always, I guess, some people who like to get behind uh, the, 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 the littler guy, the guy who's who's the, the smaller dog in the fight. Um, and um, I, I think there's a lot of people that can identify with that. And, and they, you know, they want to cheer that guy on. And luckily for me, uh, I, I, I guess across that might represent
0: that for a lot of people you do you come across very genuine you're a very hard worker you know you've been uh doing everything you can to learn everything you can about the business and work as hard as you can and you definitely put in your time and and put in your hours and we appreciate that and and people can connect to that you are not the prototypical uh you know professional wrestler when when you know at first glance but uh you've got the heart like i said you've got the heart and you just keep on fighting, and you don't give up, uh, you know, and that's not a John Cena reference, that's just that you don't give up, um, you know, if people try to pin you or tap you out, you just don't quit, and there's a lot that people can relate to about that, so, you know, not everybody's going to be the biggest dog in the fight, or, you know, but everybody is going to relate to you, and I think that's great, so you did win your debut match, and then in between, Uh, Sweet 16 and Faith No More 3. You continued to work. A lot of things changed in EWA Pro Wrestling in that period of time, Jesse. Um, You know, a lot of the guys that helped, uh, you know, guide you along the way and bring you up. A lot of the guys and girls, you know, know, some of the trainings changed. Some of the roster changed. And, um, you know, there was definitely a big table opened up and a big door opened up. And you... Continued to stay with it. You continued to fight through it, and you had an opportunity to face Simon Rhyme. Let's talk about that one. Simon Rhyme, how was you? Now, you won that match, uh, but you did uh, take a heck of a beating, especially to the shoulder. Yeah, um, including after the match. So uh, the fans, again, 100% behind you, and you would have been proud, Big Ugly. He, he won the match, and if he won the match, he had an opportunity to fight Later on in the main event for the EWA Heavyweight Championship in the Battle Royal, Which you did, he sure did. So Jesse, talk about that match. Um, I mean, uh, coming out of it, uh, it didn't necessarily feel
4: like I won it. Uh, <laughs> just um, the 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 attack afterwards. Um, I, I had you know banged up my shoulder pretty good early on, and, and Simon proceeded to just pick me apart with that afterwards. You know, I guess uh, he, he, he must have underestimated me a little bit, and, and I managed to just kind of eke out the win there, um, but he didn't let me forget uh, that, that he was, you know, he had me on the ropes, and, and, and after the match, he made it very clear that he did not want me to be able to go on and, and win that heavyweight championship um, in the next match. Um, whether or not that came into play in, in the, you know, in the final match tonight. I
1: Now Jesse, Simon Rahm could not prevent you from going to that final match where you eliminated Corey Bush. Jesse, what were you thinking <laughs> when you were I eliminated Corey Bush?
4: the
0: That's a rookie mistake, but it's just, you know, Corey Bush is a veteran as is Simon rhyme. You, you have this, you're you're the veteran killer. Uh, you know, that's what you've been doing. You know, Ken Phoenix, Simon rhyme, Corey Bush. Um, no, you did not win the battle Royal Corey Bush. And this is my, and I said this earlier, he was not a legal participant in that match anymore. He came in and eliminated you. So in my opinion, you were not rightfully eliminated from that match. So, uh, Anyway, he did come in and, and hit you with one one heck of a slam, and then he tossed you over the top rope, and he was not done. And then uh, it was on the floor in a spear, and then he dragged you back, a limpless, life, lifeless body. But I got to tell you, that was one of the best moments I've ever seen live in professional wrestling. When you drop-kicked Corey Bush, and he basically fell off that apron to the floor, and you eliminated him. It's it's much akin to, if if anybody remembers this, when Maven eliminated The Undertaker from the Royal Rumble several years back. It's like the, I can't believe it, a huge pop, a big, un, you know, unbelievable moment. You never thought it could happen. But then the whole world stopped. Yep. <laughs> and Corey just burned a hole through you. Now, tell me what you were feeling right there where Corey Bush was standing outside the ring and you were standing inside the ring. You were just eliminated, Corey Bush. You were so excited for a couple of seconds. Then what happened to your mindset?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, just to, you know, uh, set the stage there. I, um, I didn't ex- you know, know 100% that that, that was going to work. Um, <laughs> so uh, even though, yes, I, I, I did it, and, you know, I, 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 was, I was in quite a bit of shock, um, uh, you know, that was uh, – obviously uh, one of the one of the bigger moments in my uh, so far very short career um so uh, you know I you know again maybe a rookie mistake I I, I turned my back to him for a bit and kind of like well, I guess looking for a little validation from from all the other guys standing around by, behind me um and uh so I turn around to one of the most frightening things I've ever seen which is a now rampaging Corey Bush staring a hole straight through me and uh I I, I I didn't know what else to do um so you know when uh, once he got back up in the ring I believe it was the dark horses who uh who basically sent me to him right um and uh and
0: uh yeah I felt the uh the the, the weight my, of the world my, all, like my yeah like, like my soul was straight out of my body from that black hole slam that, oh. was, that was just the start of things it was just the beginning um yeah. so yeah but you you definitely made an impression you made an impact you took that open door and walked right through it and Jamie and jason as a fan of this jesse orion story that was told throughout the night were you excited i was excited
2: and you know right before Corey bush got back into the ring i i thought you may win the <laughs> battle royale for about 30 seconds you were my pick <laughs> showed back up. I, I
4: thought I had a, a somewhat of a chance. I mean, if I could, if I could conquer that giant, and then, then maybe everything else would be, uh, you know, that that had to have been the, the hardest uh, person to eliminate from the match. So yeah, you
1: did. Uh,
4: yeah. I, I got a pretty good confidence boost uh, up until uh, he came in and squashed <laughs> it out of me.
1: Are you looking for revenge?
4: in the match uh after after that um uh, and yeah i mean obviously it's a you know it's an over the top rope battle royal and i went over the top rope uh regardless of, of who tossed me out
0: um damn it validate me! No, t- come uh, on man i told you i told you earlier Not even, even <laughs> come on man i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> jesse go ahead
4: Probably not. I think that would get me in a little bit more hot water than than I already was. Uh, So, uh, you know, I guess we'll just have to see what comes.
0: Speaking of what comes and then what happens next, let's uh, jump back and talk about the end of the night. So uh, this interaction deal uh, was the deal where the fans, the EWA country, uh, were able to choose who they wanted to be the number one contender for whoever won the EWA Heavyweight Championship, and that was John Berg. So, you know, whomever in the locker room came back out, and, and surprisingly, you came, you know, you were one of the ones who just kind of trickled through that curtain, beat up, banged up, you know, shoulder hanging half off your body, Uh but you still came out there. So, Anybody who came out there, I asked the fans, you know, as the ring announcer, I just said, so do you want Chris Burns? Do you want Tony Mako? Do you want so, you know, and I went down the list and I asked about Jesse O'Ryan. And as soon as I said your name, everybody who and, and everybody stayed until the end of the night and everybody popped. And what do you think, Jam and Jason? Yeah, the Jesse chance started up again. Yeah, just most, loud. Yeah, the, it was the same. Positive reaction of the night. Right, the most positive reaction. How how did you feel when, you know, after you had won your match and gotten beaten up, then you eliminated Corey Bush, but then you got dragged out of there? How were you feeling, you know, beat up, banged up, shoulder hanging in half off your body when that place, you know, gave you the reaction for you to be the number one contender? How did you feel? Uh I mean Saw you smiling. You were smiling. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about what happened next. Um, So in my opinion, and I I believe Jam and Jason would agree, and even if you were there, Big Ugly, which you should have been, I think you would agree that Jesse O'Ryan won the popular vote. I would agree. Yeah. And uh, I invited you in the ring. I announced you as the number one contender. You stood off one-on-one right there against John Berg in the uh what should be the main event for faith i'm sorry uh i should say midget mania Mm -hmm. (laughs) and more on july 7th Mm -hmm. um but then just as he's done all night long and just as he's done for months now vinnie versace from the maryland state commission of athletics with his little 99 cent badge came out and basically said hey you know it was the loudest reaction who won and apparently according to him Corey Bush got a louder negative reaction, but it was a louder reaction overall. So he announced Corey Bush as the number one contender, the man who threw you out, the man who drug you out, announced him as the number one contender for the EWA Heavyweight Championship. And of course, my question is, how did you feel then? Yeah, you snapped a little bit, yeah. a little bit, Jesse. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I, 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 you know, I, I, don't understand what,
4: what he is looking to gain from all this, this, this constant interference and, and disruption. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I was a bit out of it at the time, so I, I, I really couldn't tell you uh, how, how much of a comparison there was between the, the, the reactions that I got versus the ones that. That Corey got, but, you know, uh, I, I I don't know if, if it's safe to, to, to blame Corey for this one, if he was involved in some way, or if this is just uh, Vinny's way of, of getting in and, and continuing to, um, uh, I guess, uh, corrupt us the way he's been, been trying to. Um, but at that moment, I was, you know, seeing Red, and and, and he was the one who, who, who I guess,
0: Did you catch any repercussions for that? I don't think you attacked him, Jam and Jason. I don't think he attacked. I think he just got in his face, Jeff Vinny Versace. yeah absolutely but you did walk out of there this time you walked out of there um a little disappointed a lot disappointed in my opinion uh big ugly let's let's get your opinion on this um so you're jesse orion you just you know eliminated cory bush you're on top of the world but he you know knocked the world out of you then the fans still got behind you and you know wanted you to be a number one contender but then the state commission of athletics so every time that, you know, you, you get to the highest of highs, you get to the lowest of lows. Is there any middle ground, do you think, Big Ugly, for Jesse O'Ryan here? Um, There's got to be a middle ground in the future. You know, it's like having the best night of your
1: life and the worst night of your life all on the same day. Um, but there's got to be some middle ground in the future, Um, and he's got to get another shot. He's got to get another big-time shot. And I'd I say another shot at Corey Bush. Really? Okay. You want to see it? Yeah. You want to see a championship? Matter Jason? of fact, oh. he deserves to take on whoever
0: wins the championship match. So, ah. Yeah. So you believe that Jesse Orion should uh, be the number one contender of whoever wins that match? Absolutely. How about you, James? How do you feel about that? That's interesting. I think he's number two contender. <laughs> I don't want to talk about number two right now because that's just, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not number two, Jesse. Number uh-huh. two is Pooh. You know what I'm saying? Um, but
2: also keep in mind, there are two other singles championships
0: in the EWA. Right. We have the EWA Maryland Championship, currently held by Jason Drake, okay. and we have the EWA Cruiserweight Championship, currently held by Wes Mercer. Yeah. So, so do you think
2: you could set your sights on one of those titles?
0: Jesse?
4: Uh, I mean, I, I would, you know, I, I think I'd be happy with either one of those, but, but so close uh, only to steal it with the way before I had a chance to prove myself I don't think I'm gonna be satisfied until I get that shot at the EWA heavyweight
0: championship wow there you go that's what I want to hear from Jesse just shooting right to the top that is just fantastic um, and it was a it was a great night overall and uh, I know you're still recovering so we do appreciate you being uh, on the podcast, so it, if you got a few more minutes, I want to delve into some other things, and I'm sure uh, Big Ugly and jam and Jason got some questions for you. you. Still cool for a few minutes? Yeah, that's fine. Ah, Jesse Orion, he's the man. Big Ugly, how are we doing on time? We're all right. We, we don't adhere to time. <laughs> that's who adheres to time <laughs> limits here, you know. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what. Um, so you know, Jesse, let's let's talk about. It. So, uh, you have been recently residing in the EWA Pain Factory um you know you've been uh, kind of living in the uh living in a training school uh where you can certainly uh become the next EWA pro wrestler referee manager whatever the case may be um you can have birthday parties there uh it, it's all good stuff you know call 443-858-2755 for more information shameless plug and um, so are you still residing in the EWA pain factory jesse Way to give back, you know. what? That's good. I like that. Um, and you know, I, I want to talk about something else here. You know, and we'll get into you know uh, a couple of other things. But uh, you want to, let's talk about El Bucanero Negro for a second, guys.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask about the mask.
0: Yeah, uh, they, you you had some history there, Jesse, where um there was the, there was the El Bucanero Negro, and it seemed that 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 mask was haunting you there for a little while. And, uh, how, just, just tell us how that's going. Are you still being haunted by, uh, El bucanero Negro with the mask, or is that something you want to talk about, Jesse? Uh, um, we have to. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry about the label. We don't have to, no. I mean, if it's, a, if it's a sensitive subject, no, we don't have to talk about it, but I just hope that you, I hope you're doing okay. You know, it seemed like you were a little yeah. freaked out from that mask. chuckled at it too and uh, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry, sort of, Jesse. No offense. But, well that's you know, that's sort of the, the, the typical reaction uh, that I that I get
4: when I mention it. Um uh, it's uh it's, it's very real to me. Um I I you know, sometimes when I'm there and, and I see things uh, moving in silhouettes in the dark and hear
0: Yeah, well, I hope you're doing okay. Uh, you know, and we had Super Phoenix on this show. You don't have any Super Phoenix phobias, do you? Uh, no, you know, you know I haven't noticed anything odd, uh, with
1: Super Phoenix, so uh, we're, we're, we're cool are cool. All right, good. Well, hey, uh, Jesse, I'm going to take your mind off of that for right now, okay? I don't want you to keep going down that lane, man. So I do have a question for you, um just getting back back around to your beginnings man how did you uh, get into the business
4: um I mean you know that's kind of my my story is is that uh I I didn't have much you know many options um I I ended up uh, looking for a place to stay um I I had uh come to a few of the shows and, and you know kind of just started showing up and and offering my support um it's been you know something I, I was you know as a kid was was always interested in it and um once i found out you know that i could come see it you know every couple of months right right here in my own state um so right I here to wait for you know wwe to come
1: through on their tour or anything like that uh, i just kind of got hooked All right, man. Well, now you are a part of it, so i got to ask you this question as I ask everybody. What was it like when you took your first bump? Um,
4: it wasn't, I, I would say it wasn't as terrible as I expected it to be. Now don't get me wrong, it was still pretty awful. It a bit more than it really is um, so it, it, I, I do expect it to not feel great
0: Not not when you're getting the weight of the world, you know, uh, crushed out of you. That's a little different. Sure. Uh, you don't train to get that done, you know, or have that done yeah. to you. I tell you. So, who
2: who were your influences growing up watching wrestling? Uh, I
4: was a huge huge Chris Jericho fan. Um, um, I, I uh, would never. Primarily followed WWF, uh, WWE uh, when I was younger. Um, mostly got my you know, WCW action through through video games. Uh, but uh, when when Y2J showed up on Raw for this time, the first time, I was.
0: Maybe when he was you're the blue blood. <laughs> maybe yeah, when he maybe. was the blue blood. Uh, but he was always very smart in the ring, and um, you know when you're when you work smart, you don't have to work hard uh-huh. or as hard necessarily. Um, so I think uh, that's certainly something to, to look up to, even if I can't I emulate mean, like his style directly. Um, there's still some inspiration there. I like this kid, man. Jesse Orion, come on, man. I like that, man. Work smart. Not hard. Yeah okay. I, We should put that on The next Dirty Ugly Wrestling uh, You know Podcast paraphernalia Not oh, yeah. smarter Not harder Yeah you can use it. Yep, we Thanks. can use it Thanks Jesse <laughs> You'll get a kickback for it Alright alright We need to put that on uh, You know We gotta do the EWA shirts Like you wear Which you can uh You can get at our shows And uh, you know Maybe yeah. put that logo On the back And get a logo For Jesse O'Ryan Work smarter Not harder So Take my face on it some <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's like wiping, you know, like Jesus, you know, wipes the the sweat off it, the <laughs> and then you got the likeness on it. That could be Jesse's shirt right there. Got the hair on it and everything like that. Jesse O'Ryan, nice, 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 like Catholic name, nice Irish name. Are you a big uh, drinker, Jesse O'Ryan? You know, some Guinness. And... Uh, I, I'm actually not like at all. Um, it's just never been something that that, that appealed to me. So uh, fairly fairly clean living. Straight I'm edge. Boring
4: guy.
0: Boring. Yeah. You're not boring, you're nothing, you're not boring at all. Come on, Jesse. All right. Look at I, uh, Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really drink, I've, I've never smoked uh, cigarettes or anything. Um, I, you know, I guess my my advice is eating, I love to eat. Uh, <laughs> and, we uh, talk about cheesesteaks a lot on, on this show. Yeah, man.
4: Yeah, I will take any opportunity to,
0: to eat, so. You don't uh, You don't really look like you've eaten a whole lot in your life, you're still, uh, you know... Well, uh, definitely well, not as big as to come by at, the, at the paint factory sometimes you know I gotta, gotta take what I can get <laughs> I guess yeah, you know wh- whatever you can get you gotta eat man's gotta eat, you know what I'm saying um uh, to capitalize on what Jam and Jason was saying. Do you have any favorite matches at Chris Jericho or otherwise? Yeah. Absolutely could and and you know it's not necessarily uh the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog and i'm not calling you a dog jesse but you know you do have the heart of a lion i'm just using a lot of animal references here i see Uh, (laughs) well he has the eye of the tiger yeah eye of the tiger right yeah i mean you know you like the lion heart chris jericho so i mean you got you got the desire in there I'm, i'm seeing it i'm feeling it but uh you know, Jesse, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I do have one more thing that I want to uh, bring to your attention, but I want to give the roundtable here a chance. Jam and Jason, uh, any final thoughts or words or questions for uh, Jesse O'Ryan right now? Uh, yeah, best of luck. I'm very interested to see who your next
2: opponent's going to be. Um, well, thank you very much. You'll be there July 7th? I will be there July 7th, and I hope you. I know you don't want to get revenge against Corey Bush, but I hope you get a little
1: something in. I hope something goes your way. I hope something goes your way July 7th. How about that? Yeah, man. I, I sucking that, Jesse. It looks like from everything I've heard, man, that uh, things are about to go very well for you. I hope you get that chance to be the second, the number two contender. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, but yeah, man, and um, I won't be there July 7th. I'm saying that because man, that means uh, that I will be there. The oh. last time I said I would be
0: there, then I wasn't. So if I say I won't be there. I'm gonna be there. All right, there we go. Because right. you gotta follow EWA Pro Wrestling on Facebook, and you gotta see that there's so much content. There's so many things. I mean, we had Facebook Live happening during you know one of the matches. Hijinks actually went Facebook Live during his matches, and that was unbelievable. I mean, we got fan interaction. We got uh, you know midgets coming up in the events. We got a new heavyweight champion. Guys, a lot of stuff, a lot of opportunity, and it's a fun place to be, a fun place to work, and it's a fun place to. I'd say be a competitor. And even though you're hurt right now, Jesse, would you say you had fun? Um I had some fun, sir. <laughs> he said He got fun. dragged out by his yeah. arm and you asked him if he had fun. Just just, just pictures <laughs> of that.
4: out in the ring with with so many uh proven and tempted guys it was a huge moment for me uh during that battle Royal. even though i didn't last long um that was a really big moment for me and 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 that was uh something i'm not gonna forget anytime
0: soon no it's an unforgettable moment You and you deserve to be in there you fought hard to to be where you are and you you deserved that that spot in there you know you didn't win but it's Definitely, you were in there with a lot of veterans, a lot of people that have been in championship positions before, but you actually competed in an EWA Heavyweight Championship match. It's your third yeah. match in the company, uh, and you competed for the title. That's that's amazing. So, congrats. Yeah, uh, Go ahead. No matter what, what Corey did to me that night, uh, he, nothing he can do will ever be able to take that away from me. That's right. Um, You have a lot going for you, Jesse. And you've got the fans behind you. You've got family friends behind you. You've got the EWA country behind you. And I just want to bring one more thing uh, before we, uh, you know, take this interview off into the sunset, as they say. Um, Jesse, after your match with Simon Rhyme, you were attacked. And uh, you did get up. Uh, You got up on your own. And I did come in there because I was very interested to hear your thoughts. Uh, Mikey D stepped in the ring with the microphone, and I said, you know, even though you just you won your match against Simon Ryan, you are now in the EWA Heavyweight Championship Battle Royal. Um, you look like you're hurting. Uh, will you be ready for that Battle Royal? Do you remember what you said to me? I asked if they were going to be ready for me. That's right. And I just saw a look in your eyes. I know you were hurt. You were tired. Um, but you just... Kind of looked through me and kind of just looked out into the world like, you know, Jesse O'Ryan is here. Um, and man, we got speaking of, you know, we got, got the cops here too. I don't know what's going on. We got the the cops or the firemen. I don't know. With the mansion, I hope uh, they're they're protecting the mansion. That's what I hope they're doing. Um, so I'm sorry to interrupt that moment, but yes, you did say, are they ready for me? Um, and that's another, I think, staple of Jesse O'Ryan, yes. who you know is. EWA ready for me? Is the world ready for me? Is the weight of the world ready for Jesse or Ryan? Do you you feel that you still have that uh, are they ready for me mentality? Man, isn't it? The, the Jesse O'Rion guys, like it, give it up, man. That's awesome. That's right. Fantastic. Well, Jesse, we thank you so much for spending some time on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Uh, when we put this oh, up. Thank you for oh, it. oh, it's been a pleasure, man. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to, of course, tag you when it comes out. Uh, you know, we're going to hope that you listen to it, enjoy the show, um, you know, share it with your family and friends. Make sure that they uh, recognize that you are a playa. And, um, you know, you're in there now and we apport- we appreciate you. We support you and best of luck, um, uh, moving forward. And I hope you feel better with that shoulder, Jesse. Thank you so much. This is Dirty Mike, a.k.a. Mikey D, the voice of Maryland, and I'd like to invite you to the Pain Factory EWA Pro Wrestling Training Facility, 1113 North Point Road in Dundalk, Maryland, for free tryouts to be in the pro wrestling business. We also have pro wrestling birthday parties for all ages. For all that and more EWA pro wrestling info, contact us at 443-858-2755. Find us, like us, follow us, and join us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and EWAMaryland.com. Welcome back to the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. No, I'm the Big Ugly. And we are here once again with Jam and Jason. Jam and Jason in the house. How you like that Jesse O'Ryan, guys? Man,
1: I, I, I like that guy, man. Yeah,
0: he's yeah, real. Man. He's real, exactly. Um, we are just talking
1: about that. He's real. Um, I think he's got a bright future. I mean... He's pretty much single-handedly took out Corey Bush. At least out of the Battle Royale. Yeah, out of the Battle Royale. Yeah, I mean, things ain't go so well after that. But the point is. He has the desire. Right. Yeah.
0: And is the world ready for him? Is the world ready? And I like that. You put the world in there. It's the weight of the world. Is the world ready for Jesse Orion? I like this. I see T-shirts in the future. Um, and I, I kind of, I mentioned this earlier, I don't know if it was offline or on the podcast, but he kind of reminds me of Mikey Whipprecht kind of like, uh, you know, the ECW days and just building up, you know, he was one of the guys who just it just came out of nowhere, man. And the most unlikely superstar, but he has definitely earned his stripes. Can't wait to see more of Jesse O'Ryan. What do you think, Jim? I agree. It's going to be exciting. But let's talk about some WWE stuff. I mean, we touched on a little of this uh, earlier. Uh, we had Payback recently, WWE Raw brand pay-per-view. Jamie, and Jason, why don't you hit up the quick results? Uh, we got quick, quick results for Payback. Uh, Chris Jericho
2: defeated Kevin Owens uh, by submission. That was for the United States Championship. Austin Aries defeated Neville by disqualification. The Hardy Boys defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus. Right, right. And they turned heel afterwards. Yes, they sure did. And they destroyed the Hardy Boys. Oh, they the sure that was, did. That was really interesting. Lux of Bliss defeated Bayley. Uh, the House of Horrors match. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton fought for a while in the house. We'll get back to that. <laughs> oh, Seth Rollins defeated Samoa Joe. Back to Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Uh, Bray Wyatt defeated Randy Orton with a little bit of help from Ginger Mahal and his gang. Non-title match. Non-title match. It's good to see Bray win. Yeah. And Braun Strowman destroyed Roman Reigns. Oh my God. Destroyed. Man. Destroyed.
0: Won won the match. Now he's out for six months. Yes. Now Braun's out. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's terrible. Terrible, man. So uh were you did you get a chance to watch Payback Big Uglin? Oh yeah. I watched
1: Payback. Um Payback was good. Yeah? Payback
0: was good. How'd you um, feel? Highlights of the night.
1: Overall I think it was a great um a, a good pay per view. Um I definitely like um the Braun and Roman Reigns match. And the main um, event too. Yeah. So, that that was pretty good. I like the way, I mean, like you said, Braun destroyed that guy. And so, I mean, if you want to get a guy
0: over, you just have him beat up Roman Reigns. So, you're good. And Roman Reigns is just the guy who just beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. The only uh, only person other than Brock Lesnar to have done that. And, Bra- and Braun Strowman got a clean win. Well, it was dirty. Pretty dirty. But it was clean over Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. spitting up blood and everything. Like, oh, yeah.
3: Whoa.
1: Yeah. So, was that was a brutal pretty, match. Yeah, that was pretty dope. Um, Jeff Hardy to got go his out again. knocked out. Yep. Yeah, he sure did, didn't he? Yeah, but on Raw, you can see that it's back. <laughs> got that taken care of. He, quickly. All right, I got to mention this real quick. So the drifter, Elias Sampson. That's right. Is on Raw now. Yes, he is.
0: Was this his debut when he comes in and interrupts Kurt Angle? Have we seen him yet? No, he has. Uh, actually, when they did the superstar shakeup, he was just kind of roaming around that's right because he was that's roaming right. around smackdown for a little bit then he's now he's roaming around raw he hasn't said anything he hasn't touched anybody he just plays his guitar he just plays a, his guitar he's a drifter man. and it gets up it gets a pop too yeah it's a drifter <laughs> i like him i like elias samson all right
1: sorry, sorry that's, all right. That. that's all right, all right that's a tangent that's what we do man can i go on another tangent real quick of course we're going i mean we're going to talk about payback and everything but i gotta to jump to smackdown real quick okay SmackDown has a reputation of doing, I would say, risqué things. you just different type of creativity than what you see on Raw. Okay. pushing different people that you wouldn't expect. Right. Currently, they are pushing Jinder Mahal. And yes, they are. I I mean, I just want to get your thoughts on Jinder Mahal's push, because is it a guy that no one would expect to get pushed? Absolutely. Right. It's a wild card. But I don't know if this is one where it's like, oh, they might have taken it a little too far. He's not the best in ring worker. Um, he's a little stiff. He's very stiff, right? <laughs> kind of, kind of slow. Kind of like when he's waiting for a move, it's like he he pretty much uh he's just waiting for it to happen, and, and yeah. it's just like, dude, we can see you like right. like you're doing something else. Anyway, he looks great. His build is sure. phenomenal. Uh, from the. Back from the first time he was in WWE. Right. I just want to know what's your guys' thoughts. Like, is he a real championship contender here?
0: Jamie, Jason, why don't
2: you go first? Uh, not for the not for the main championship, not for the WWE championship. I think it's too much, too soon. Because he just had a losing streak on Raw. What three months ago? Four
1: months ago? Right before yeah, the right. right before the switch. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's too much, too soon. I right. Can't, I can't take him seriously. I agree. He was getting he's pretty much getting jobbed out. Like he everybody assumed he got brought back just to be pretty in, much a tune-over. Enhancing like,
0: talent. Right, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, so, very true. I, you know, I'm going to uh, just uh, poke at the other side of it. So, Jinder Mahal has been around for a long time. He was in the first ever NXT Championship match uh, against Seth Rollins, even though he lost. So, he's, he's been in the developmental for a while. Uh, he's not really had the opportunity to be on television as far as in anything more than an enhancement match, um, or in a group situation, I would say. So I, as far as him waiting for the moves, I'm going to play devil's advocate. He just doesn't have the, I guess the experience like the time in the ring on TV, you know, he's been on house shows, been on live events. It's been doing all right. Uh, now as far as the WWE is a business move, I believe they just cut a deal with, uh, uh WWE in India. I believe uh, they just went over there for a big, um, performance session to try to get some new trainees i believe they have a new show on the wwe india version of the wwe network or whatever the case may be they're looking to do an hour uh hour long week version of wwe india or dubai or something like that so because of that business move and because jinder mahal is representing you know sort of that part of the world i think that's why the push is happening now is it the right time maybe maybe not but the smackdown the wwe Championship is kind of flat right now. We had a so-so match between Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania, and then we had the House of Horrors match, which Jamie Jason said we're going to get into, which we might as well jump into in just a minute. Let's just do it now. Uh, I don't know that the, the pre-tape stuff, like that stuff that they did with the Hardy Boys. Or I should say the Broken Hardys on TNA when they had this ongoing storyline soap opera thing from the mansion or Matt Hardy's mansion. I loved it. it. I don't just I just don't think it worked here, especially when you're at a pay-per-view crowd, yeah. a live arena, 15,000 people just watching a screen. And then, of course, for the second half, they did come back into the arena, kind of like the backlot brawl, which yeah. was WrestleMania 12, Piper and Goldust. I, I felt like that worked. That Something did Something about
2: that worked. And I, I don't know if it was just a special effects in this um, House of Horrors match just just kind of threw it off for me like the it was like a haunted house yeah the baby dolls hanging from the ceiling yeah. I don't know I, I, mean, I just wanted to see yeah. them destroy each other in the house and destroy the house you know? yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think the difference is is like just like you talked about the back lot brawl yeah. we've seen plenty of matches throughout history in which fighting took place backstage and sure. people were completely into it sure but it's different when you go with like something very hokey as far as making a house and having Randy Orton, pretty much in full gear, roll up yeah. <laughs> into a hospital. in a limo, in a limo. By, you know, <laughs> like like I don't know, like this is Mortal Kombat or so. It's like you know, <laughs> so yeah, so I think that that's the difference. I, I feel like if they if they had had something like a backlot brawl, they were brawling backstage. You know, it might have been a little different, but
0: I would have enjoyed that. Like we seen Ken Shamrock and 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 Rocco and you know, mm-hmm. like in backlot brawls and parking lot brawls and things mm-hmm. like that. I mean, I know Bray Wyatt's character is a little bit more. Sadistic, yeah. so I guess I understand just like the, well, the worms in yeah. the ring and all that kind of stuff. Mankind did a boiler room match, yeah. Now, see, that worked, yeah. I enjoyed that, that yeah. worked because that was in the arena, yeah.
2: You know, that age wasn't
0: pre taped or you know, because you could definitely tell that the camera angles were pre taped, the sound was pumped in. You know, yeah. it was when it was boiler room brawl and even the backlot brawl, backlot brawl was pre taped part of it a week ahead of time, yeah, but you couldn't tell, it was seamless. The way they did that and then they did the whole oj simpson thing which was beautiful i just i love that um but anyway yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of the House of Horror's match. I know it ended in the arena. It ended in the ring. It was good to see Bray Wyatt get over. It wasn't for the title, so I'm just saying. And this is rolling back into Jinder Mahal. So the title's kind of dry right now. Could Jinder Mahal be that unexpected individual, kind of like John Berg in the EWA? You know, kind of like Jesse O'Ryan getting put up front for the WWE uh, EWA Heavyweight Championship. Could it be the shot in the arm that the WWE Championship needs to get back off? And possibly on the right road again. My, my thing is it, it definitely putting a fresh face in the championship role is
1: what I want to see because like first of all I didn't think that Orton I was tired of seeing Orton with this this belt I thought yeah. should have held on to it anyway we're talking about Mahal so right. they could be the shot in the arm but the problem is is that I don't feel like Mahal can actually hold up the other end of the bargain like the guy still has to take it to that next level yeah um, Think about Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss came in, SmackDown pretty much pushed her, right? Like sure. before in NXT, she was like a valet for Murphy and what's the other guy? Uh, What was his name? Blake? Blake and Murphy. Blake yeah. and Murphy, right. And so, you know, she comes up here, they push her, and what happens? Like she holds up the other end, like she's actually a
0: compelling character. Like you can get behind her as a heel. Right. I don't think Mahal can do it right and he hasn't really had a lot of time to develop i mean they just kind of threw him in they had to have like a 15 minute match on a pay-per-view or something like that and now he's the number one contender for the title and and the risk and the risk of this is if if they push him let's say they do give him the title
1: if he is not able to really uphold it then everything's going to fall on him they're just going to push him back down to the mid card back down to the lower card and honestly it's like it it might not really be his fault because they haven't given him the time Mm. that he needs yeah, I was thinking
2: he almost needed to be on the winning side of some squash matches instead of him going through that losing streak six months ago.
1: That that would have been few, better, right? Yeah, yeah give, him give him the raw treatment for a month, for a while. Yeah, a
0: month, two months. And yeah, give him in. a little push. Yeah, you know, build him up to be this character that you could see as a convincing character as an co- opponent for the WWE Championship. Yeah. Right now, I don't know if he's there, but I mean, I'm interested to see the match at Backlash, um, which is going to be Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton for the title. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it. Maybe they'll do a little something interesting. Then maybe they'll throw somebody else in. Maybe this is just a vehicle to get somebody else into the title picture. And who could that be? The phenomenal AJ Styles, perhaps? Uh, I would definitely, I wouldn't mind seeing AJ um, again. <laughs>
1: they're kind of turning him face. Yes.
0: They are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they're just rolling with that ever since WrestleMania. Right, yeah. yeah. So I, I did want to mention this about Bray. We're talking about the championship being flat. I feel like Bray is flat right now. Think so? I I do, man. I, I feel like the Orton I feel like the, the Orton and Bray uh uh storyline was great. When Orton joined the Wyatt family and all of that, it was mm-hmm. great. As soon as he turned on them, things started fizzling out. Bray got traded to Raw and, and I feel like he's flat. Like I feel like there's there's nothing that they really have to do with him. They split up the Wyatt family again. And it, it, to me it's just like the first time they split him up, like they just don't know what to do with Bray when he's
0: alone. Like it's just it's not as compelling. Yeah, and now Bray is involved in the raw main event at Extreme Rules, a five way Extreme Rules match for the WWE uh Universal Championship. Well actually it's the number one contender I should say for the Universal Championship. And Bray is with Seth Rollins and Samoa Joe and Roman Reigns and who am I forgetting? I'm sorry. You said Finn Balor? Oh sorry, yeah no Finn Balor's in there too. And Finn Uh, is getting a little bit over, even though he hasn't pulled the Demon out yet since he's been back. No, he'll pull it out at Extreme Extreme Rules. Rules. It's a pay-per-view thing. He's going to pull it out. So um, I know we're jumping off on a lot of tangents. Yes, I believe Wyatt is flat right now. What do you think, Jamie Jason? Yeah, I do think he's flat. I think he needs another
2: stable. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe... Where's Bo Dallas,
0: man? Somebody, that back, that but, Somebody yeah. brought that up. That's right. Yeah, I think that was you. That was insane. Somebody brought that up. He's an actual
1: family member. Yeah. yeah. Like, legit. The thing is, is I think the thing with Wyatt is, he's going to have to readjust his character when he's solo compared to when he's in that stable. Because yeah. that particular Bray Wyatt works when he's the cult leader. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's not the same when it's just him independently. So, you know, yeah. you might have to think about, so now he'll have to change it drastically,
0: but i tell you what's over the segways that go in and out of segments with the, you know, drrr, you know, the whole, the, the kind of the thing of yeah. the video and the noises and everything like that. And also the fireflies, you know, putting up your cell phone, turn the light on that's over. So sure. the interviews are confusing. I'd say the promos, it's like, they don't go anywhere, even though he's good on the mic and he's good on a promo. Just it don't make sense. It's just getting old now. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It needs too. a shot. It yeah. needs a shot. It's a
2: chance to turn and face with him being alone. Sure. Maybe turn and face. Maybe, Maybe have him start talking
1: plainly. Like, <laughs> just talking normal? Yeah, just start like... But, I mean, keep some intensity and some yeah. some character to it. But, like it's just bringing something different. Like, you know, like there's something coming from him different and this is why he's gonna start talking so everybody can understand what he's saying. You know, I, I don't know, man. I'm not, I don't book anything. <laughs> you should.
0: <laughs> I'm just shooting stuff here. Who books this shoot, Right. is what they say. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, man. we're not right. We're, we're, we're not right, we're not wrong. We're, we're just fans. That's right, we are. Hey, can I mention one more person that's flat? Uh, sure. <laughs> Seth <Separate>. Rollins. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking you were going to say that, actually. It's true, unfortunately. And we talked about that from the WrestleMania match, even though you really enjoyed the WrestleMania match. I enjoyed that one. Jam and Jason. I
3: like
0: it. Um, And and I went back and watched it again, and it is a decent match for what it is, but I think the expectations might have been a little different for me. And the entrances, uh, people going back and talking about how Triple H had this momentous, huge entrance with all the cops and, and the motorcycles and everything, and Seth Rollins had an okay entrance. He had a torch, and he set the stage on fire. Um, which set the ring on fire, you know, kind of like, and we got to talk about Kane too, by the way, Glenn Jacobs, he was on an awesome podcast, by the way, recently with Edgy Christian. Really? Yeah, he was. We got to talk about that in a minute. Okay. But Seth Rollins is flat. Uh, he's in the main event with that five way extreme rules match. I think they, they need, I don't know if it's the writing because some of the writing and some of the matches have come off really, re- really well. Uh, they need to get different stories behind these guys. Seth Rollins is better as a heel. Amen. In my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Bray Wyatt may be better as a face at this point in time because people are confused by him. I think they don't know what to do with him or they don't know what to think about him. Yeah. And people have liked him for so long and wanted to cheer for the wise that
1: people I don't think people are accepting him as a heel anymore. Like yeah. It's just been too long. And it's like we
0: like Bray Wyatt. All right. Like we're not going to boo him, you know, so. And we're going to boo Roman Reigns, though. Absolutely. Because he's polarizing. People will boo him no matter what. And, and whoever he is facing will get over Yes. No matter what. Yeah. Um, so that, and that's an interesting character, because that's the way John Cena used to be. Yeah. Because you just used to love to hate John Cena.
1: And, and I think that that's the way Reigns is, like, I feel like even if people like Reigns or like the storyline that he's in, they're still just going to boo him. Because it's like, the thing to do. Exactly.
0: You've got to boo Roman Reigns. Like, uh, I'm excited about everyone that. Everyone know? hates Roman Reigns. Uh, and being in WrestleMania, uh, even last year when he was facing Triple H in the main event in Dallas. He Got that, it was booing like a chorus, a hundred thousand people booing. It's unbelievable. Um, what do you think? Uh, Jam and Jason, let's ask, let's ask you the biggest pop you've ever been a part of as far as professional wrestling.
2: Biggest pop, yeah,
0: live like live, yeah, other than Jesse O'Reilly eliminating Corey Bush. So that's huge. <laughs> that was huge, that was a huge one. Let's see,
2: biggest pop,
0: yeah, think of a, maybe a Raw or a pay per view or even WCW kind of thing or uh possibly wcw because sting sting
2: the nitro after he won the title mm-hmm. in baltimore in right? baltimore yeah the nitro was in baltimore the
0: baltimore arena i think he won the title the night before in dc in dc right in probably sting yeah yeah think yeah, so yeah.
3: yeah
0: that's a good pop i like that mine was uh washington
1: dc verizon center um it was the i think it might have been 2012 what's the one where um cm punk faced undertaker at wrestlemania which WrestleMania was that?
0: 29. That was 2012 or 2018?
1: No, it's New York City. It's 29. Right. On, on so, yeah, so that WrestleMania, the Monday before, the Raw before that WrestleMania, The Rock, when he came out at the Verizon Center. Okay. Blew the roof off the place. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was great. And it, everybody was on that. Like, Shawn Michaels was there. Lesnar was there. The Rock got the biggest pop. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, because The Rock was uh, going in to face John Cena so, yeah, for the exactly. second time. Yeah, Twice in a lifetime. Yep. Apparently. <laughs> How do you book that shit? And you know, I got, I'm, that's my pet peeve. Okay. So they built this whole thing uh, for a year. Once in a lifetime. Rock versus Cena. And they did it. And then it happened the very next year in the main event. I, I don't know about this, man. I, I just don't like the booking. Once in a lifetime. If you're going to do it once in a lifetime, never do it again. Right. It's got to be. For real. Even though the second match was a little better, I think, from between Rock and Cena at 29 rather yeah. than 28. Um, but... Yeah, I digress. Uh, You know, the biggest pop I think I was ever a part of wrestling-wise was the night after WrestleMania in Miami. And uh, then uh, John Cena was in the ring actually calling out The Rock, but Brock Lesnar came out. And that was his return after eight, nine, ten years, whatever it was. Even though it was a little bit expected, uh, nobody really knew for sure what was going to happen or what he was going to do. But that place just was Exploded. A lot of people say when Dolph Ziggler won the title from Alberto Del Rio and cashed in the money in the bank the year before that. That was a big pop in New York. Um, I think that was – or I'm sorry. um Not New York. That might have been New York. No, that was the, the next year. I'm sorry. That was the following year in New York. This day might have said that was the biggest pop. I don't know. I, I got to say Brock Lesnar making his return. But anyway, yeah. we're jumping off on pops here. Yeah, Let's man. talk about –
1: Can I ask you? I got. I have to ask you a question. Yeah. Wrote this down. I have to ask you specifically. Supremacy. This question. No. (laughs) But you (laughs) wrote down supremacy. I did write that down for earlier, but this is something else. All right. So speaking of Randy Orton, we're talking about Orton um, and his flat championship run right now. Okay. Orton recently went on a rant about (laughs) indie wrestling. Yes, he did. I don't know if you guys read about it. Heard about it. So you being an independent wrestling scene. Uh huh. The voice of Maryland, Mikey D. Mikey D. What is your thoughts on that? Do you take offense to Randy Orton's uh, independent wrestling rant, or do you agree with him? Like,
0: what, what's your thoughts? Randy Orton is a WWE superstar. He is a multi-millionaire. He is, you know, one of the greatest talents. He's a third-generation superstar. Uh, he has the license to pretty much say and do whatever he wants was he right uh you know people we got the armchair quarterbacks all day every day on social media all over the world twitter facebook instagram whatever um i don't think it's necessarily right or wrong i think it stirred people up here's exactly uh what uh one of the uh, friends in the wrestling business say, and I really agree with this, and this is pretty much how I feel too. Randy Orton is a multimillionaire that has maintained a top spot in the WWE, the most shark infested waters in the entire industry for a decade, and he literally lit the entire internet on fire with one tweet. Uh, no matter your feelings, you engaged, he made you react, you sold for him, he wins. I agree. I, I can't argue with that. That's. you you can't argue with that that's a hundred percent true um i'm not offended at all honestly because randy orton in my path will never meet unless i go to access and wait in a vip line and get his autograph for two seconds and maybe get a picture and i'll pay for it if i do so what do you think you you read it did you see a jam and jason i did okay why don't you you're now you've been a big fan of independent wrestling with me for so many years why don't you uh talk about my thing is just don't
2: forget where where you came from dude I
0: mean, you were in, what was it, Ohio Valley or wherever
2: WWE was connected with at the time. Like yep. 18, yeah. 20 years ago. Right, Korea. the farm system. You, yeah, you started here. <laughs> you know, don't disrespect the guys who are just starting out now and need to learn your, you know, different styles of wrestling. And eventually their goal is to learn the WWE style of wrestling.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. I, and I, I agree. And, and my other thing um, with this rant was, you know, number one, a lot of your colleagues – was in that pool of people. Absolutely. Have come out of that pool of people. Some of the top stars right now, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, Kevin know, people, Owens. Kevin Owens, people that are now headlining WWE right. were from this pool of, of indie wrestling. Right. Um, and, you know, I think that I think that Orton being a person that didn't have to go straight there because he is third generation, I you know, I don't think he appreciates it as much. The other thing you got to think about these days is that most of WWE fans... Um, A good portion of them that are watching your three-hour shows your two-hour shows all your network They're your hardcore fans. They are the ones watching indie wrestling right WWE does not have that wide-scale appeal anymore Where they're pulling in six point something million viewers and you know most of them don't watch indie wrestling They only watch WWE. It's not like that anymore, right? You know wrestling has become a very niche type of market Um, It's very scaled down and most of the people are hardcore fans that enjoy indie wrestling. Mm -hmm reason these are this is the reason why guys like Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens are so successful when they come up here because people been watching them before they got here, Daniel yeah. O'Brien. So, I don't think it was fair for Randy Orton to come at indie wrestling in that way. Um but just as your friend wrote, I can't argue with it. Like he yeah. got everybody's attention, he got everybody talking. He's the chance.
0: Yeah, and does he legitimately feel that way? He may. Um did he do it to stir up the pot? He may have. Did he do it to get more Uh, eyes on the WWE network or more flavor to his flat, uh, you know, possibly flat appearance now on WWE right now, he could have, you know, now when he goes into an arena, I'm actually looking forward to watching SmackDown to see what kind of a reaction he gets. Um, Because when he goes into that arena, you know, there you are, you've got your indie wrestling fans as well as your WWE fans. I don't know if he's going to get booed, cheered, um, you know, whatever the case may be, but you're right. A lot of guys came from that pool and a lot of guys are going back to that pool, um, you know, when they're not in WWE anymore. So it's, I know Randy Orton was kind of, he didn't, he wasn't fed it. He was third generation superstar. He, he earned it. So, I'm not going to say he was like a silver spoon in his mouth. I, I think he still earned his spot, but. But he never had to go through that right. where you're wrestling in front of 50 people for no money yes. and driving, you know, doing the drives up and down the road. He never had to go through that. Nope. He was always, you know, more fortunate when it comes down to it. But even when he first got into the business, and I don't know if you remember this, Jamie and Jason, you might remember this too, Big Ugly. He had a big head, yeah. you know, and it was very noticeable um, that he was, you know, when he was throwing his arms up and basically throwing that Randy Orton gimmick up, he believed that. Yeah. And he was only in the business for a couple of years and yeah. he had to pay his dues. And then he had to get knocked back down. And he had to basically, you know, work his way back, work up. His way back up. Yeah, he, he got the Triple H treatment. When Triple H, you know, did the whole... You know, when they did the whole curtain call thing at Madison Square Garden and all of those guys left, it's like Triple H. Triple H had to basically eat crap for a year and a half. Yep. But that was one of the best year and a half of his career. He worked real hard. He, you know, got a lot of notoriety and a lot of different matches, and then he worked himself back up. So was it right? Was it wrong? He's just a fan. <laughs> 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 and now he's not a fan of indie wrestling. Gonna, yeah. I don't know if yeah. he's going to be watching that anytime soon. No. But Does he watch NXT? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he would consider that an independent wrestling thing. But no, but but it's influences. It right is the you same can, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's on a smaller scale. Yeah. Than WWE Raw SmackDown pay per views, whatever. But that was an interesting uh piece of happen. But again, he got mm-hmm. he set the whole world on fire. And everybody has a voice, everybody has an opinion. Uh was it staged, was it set up? I don't know. But WWE has social media platforms that monitors that all of their accounts, you know what I'm saying? so they're kind of told hey you got to tweet every now and again you got to post every now and again you got to post a picture on instagram every now and again some of them do it on their own but they got to keep you know their media and their marketing to keep it fresh so who knows we're all talking about it right now so apparently it did its job it worked, right? <laughs> um, so yeah we were talking about payback you know payback's over backlash is next um, backlash is the all awesome smackdown. What else we got on the backlash card, Jamie, Jason? Uh let's see. Usos versus Brizongo. Brizongo. Now that'll be fun. Yeah. You know. That's gonna be fun, man. I, I, I like, like the uh, fashion files. Yeah, I like the yeah. Brizongo. I
1: like the way. Uh, did you see like the one where they had them at their little police station? Yeah, with all the pictures up. With on all the, wall. the pictures up, they had Hulk Hogan on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you, I was paying
0: attention more to that than than those guys, but that was great. I Whee-hoo. thought that was cool. I didn't like the one they did overseas in England. It, they were kind of backstage, and they were following, uh, you know, the, the paint around. And it was, like, paint everywhere and handprints and everything. And then it was the Ascension basically pumping each other up and slapping each other with paint, which is really weird. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like the gimmick. I like what they're doing. Yeah. Dude, gold dust turned heel. I'm sorry. I'm on a it right now. I'm watching one of that, Ross, from last night. Gold dust turned on our truth. No more golden truth. Gold dust turned heel. Speaking of face paint. Dude, I don't know where they're gonna go with that. Dustin, Dustin is at the end of his career, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess they're just giving him one last heel run because he was heel back when he first became Goldust. So yeah, maybe they're just going back to this one last hill run for Goldust and
0: even though he's one of the best be workers in the business, man, you know, he's 50 years old, whatever it might be, but he's in great shape. He can still go 20 minutes. Um, so I don't know, but that that's just a different story. I, I like
1: Goldust. It's just that because he can't be Goldust. I don't know. It just doesn't
0: work for it's me. Controversial. Yeah. It's too controversial. It's too controversial. Now.
1: man. So, yeah.
0: Everything's controversial. Well, when you when you got an IPO on, on the on the market, you know, uh, you got to be very careful. But uh, what else we got there on a backlash? let uh, let see. Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles. That's going to be fun. That's the one I'm looking That'll for. that would be a champion. good match. And that's for the championship, right? Uh, the U.S. Yep. Or oh, the U.S. championship, the right. US. Yeah. Which has got more steam right now than the WWE title. I was thinking the same thing. Same thing with the Intercontinental title with Dean Ambrose on, on Monday Night Raw. That's kind of almost got a little more steam right now than the Universal because the Universal, we haven't seen Brock in a while.
1: Yeah. And Miz and Dean Ambrose work well together. They have they do
0: chemistry. Yeah. Uh, Miz, still got to put him over. Best worker in the business right now. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. The guy is doing it. And he's doing well, everything. Promos, in-ring, like he's, he's doing it. Absolutely. I think he I, – I would be not surprised if he got put over for a title uh, so, sometime soon. Big match at
1: Backlash. Shinsuke Nakamura makes his debut, Ooh. which they've been pumping up for weeks. They have. Um, against Dolph Ziggler, which I think is a good first match for him.
0: Oh, Ziggler, made Ziggler him look Ziggler like a Marshall. million bucks. Exactly. Yeah. Ziggler, just like Shawn Michaels, can take a beating. Yeah. And he can give it back, but he can take a beating better than anybody. Uh, Now, let's talk about Shinsuke for a minute. Now, Shinsuke was a major star in NXT. Uh, NXT champion, two-time, I think, maybe three, uh, because him and Samoa battled back and forth for a while. Shinsuke had some great matches, including the first one when he came up against Sami Zayn, which was, I'd love to see Shinsuke and Sami Zayn again, which we can now because they're both on SmackDown. Uh, But Shinsuke Nakamura, in my opinion, is a special attraction. I don't think they're going to use him every single week. I don't think he's going to wrestle every single week. Uh, I think he'll show up on live events here and there, but I think he'll be a pay-per-view attraction, kind of like Brock Lesnar. What do you think about this? I think that would be the best
1: idea, man. I feel like you you need to keep him special um, because if you don't, you know, people are going to see that, like, if you look at Shinsuke, like, he doesn't have a huge move set, you know right. what I mean? Like, his Well, attra- not that we've seen. Not that we've seen. Yeah. His attraction is that strong style that you just don't see other wrestlers doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when he throws a kick, you like. That look, that look like that hurt you know what i'm saying right so I, I think that keeping him special keeping him like somebody like Brock, doing exactly what they did now which
0: is no matches until the pay-per-view right stay on it like that yeah and they tried to put him on a mic too which was because eh, his english is still a little bit broken i mean he knows basic enough english i mean he was on the podcast before you know yeah. uh not ours but you know he, he could be though <laughs> What do you think of Shinsuke, Jamie, Jason? Oh, I love him. I love,
2: yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan. But I do agree, it's kind of like the old school style, kind of like they used to do with Hogan. Bring mm. him out once in a while, you know, maybe give him a squash, an occasional squash type match. Yeah, and then
1: pull him back. Right, okay. and, and then put to, him don't in don't higher have, profile yeah, matches, don't like, like pay per for two style. or three weeks, yeah. and then the pay per view comes up, the special event. Right. Uh, so pretty much, like you got to keep him as a main event guy. Yeah. Like you know, other guys fluctuate throughout the card. I don't think they should do that with
0: him. No. Um. Right. I mean, his entrance is mystique. Right. Uh, it's so special yes. that it, you gotta keep it. Okay. If you, you know, if you bring him in just like on segment three on SmackDown, and you, you know, you play his entrance and whatever, but you put him against, you know, whomever. Uh, you gotta build him. Like you said, maybe a squash match here and there okay, now sure. and again, but it's gotta be like, you know, either the first match on the card or the match leading into the second hour. You know, that big pump up kind yeah. of thing. It's yeah. like Bower's demon thing. Absolutely. You gotta keep it special. Which, you know, yeah. I think we're going to see the, the demon. And I think that they had him talk so that people
1: know that he's not just a Japanese guy that can't speak English.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, it's funny when they try to talk because break break they break that ice. like, Yeah. And what they do right for him is kind of funny. You know, it's very just sarcastic. Yeah. You know, and he's, and he's wearing a mouth guard all the time, too, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, a special attraction. What else we got? Uh ladies match, wow. Naomi,
2: Charlotte, and Becky versus Natalia, Carmella and Tamina. Huh.
0: Charlotte turned face with some leaked photos. Uh yeah, apparently. Um uh, and they're not getting as much um I guess prominence as page leaked videos. Right, I mean those were those were different. Yeah. But uh you know, did you see the Charlotte uh, pictures? I know about them. Oh you know about them? Yeah. Do you see them Jamie? No. Okay. I haven't seen them either. Oh, yeah. Are they are they nude? I believe so. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. We need to look this up <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Let's see,
1: Charlotte leaked pictures. That's why that's why they got so so much like well not like you said, not as much attention as Paige, but they, it was like, you know, hey, leaked photos from Charlotte because they are nude photos. So uh, yeah. well, you know,
0: woo is what they say. Yeah, so um, but you're
1: right, they aren't um they aren't harping on it as much. It's kinda like it happened. And now it's just kind of like going away, and people are
0: like moving on with their lives. Yeah. So, hmm, I wonder if I can find it. Yeah. So, so I'm just curious. I mean, I'm over 21, and I'm, I'm looking <laughs> on the internet. So
3: uh, I'm not,
0: not sure if they're yeah. even on here. You yeah, look. There's uh, oh, there's some photos, but they're not.
1: Well, I was actually shocked. Apart from the photos, while you look for that, I was yeah, shocked to that. see that they turned her face. I didn't see that coming. I'm not sure. She's well. been a good heel.
2: Well, I think it's like her dad. He, he could pull off these short-term face runs and then right. turn
1: right. heel on people on a dime. Yes. I, I think you're absolutely right. It's got to be short-term. Yeah. 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 It's got to be that's short-term. Exactly what it and, is. I, and I feel like that's, that's just like Rollins. I yeah. feel like Rollins is the same boat. When Rollins turned face for just that little bit of time, you know, like right after it happened, everybody was still behind him. Yeah. But too long and people are like – I can't say that people have turned on Rollins because I don't think they have, but it, he's just kind of stale because mm-hmm. it's – It's just not him. It's not what he's best at. I think the
2: problem with him is they were booking him. He was too invincible. Him and Roman there for a while, for a three four month period. They were basically invincible. They were beating everybody, beating the tag champs. Just yeah, yeah, just running too wild. Yeah, right,
1: exactly. Especially um, back when he had the backing of the authority and everything before he got injured. Um, So yeah, but getting back to the women. uh, Getting back to Naomi is champ. Uh yeah.
2: Naomi is still the champion. champion. That's right.
1: All right. And this is a, how, how many women? Six, six, women, six women. Six women. Does think that include a, James
2: Ellsworth? Well, uh, six and a half, maybe. All right. Six <laughs> and a half. Well, he's
0: on there. So uh, he's in their corner, I'm sure, because he's still with Carmella. He's still with Carmella. All
1: right. Yeah. So I I, I see Naomi retaining on this. Um, people love, I love that, that glow. You got to you feel the, glow? feel the glow, yeah. I actually watched her because I watched Total Divas, so I saw like that whole process where she was like developing that. That was pretty
0: cool. I gotta say that's a decent show. I mean, uh, right now when they just finished the season, they just got up to uh, Brie finding out she was pregnant, okay, and now Brie just had the baby, yeah, <laughs> recently. So you <laughs> so can tell like how far behind ago. they are, yeah. you know? uh, but that's okay. Um, I can't find this. I must not know what new sites to look on. So as you can see, I'm a generally good human being, so I don't know where to find this stuff. (laughs) And I, I, you know, I'm sure it's out there. And, you know, if you want to comment on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Day, kids listen to this, man. Kids were walking up to me, uh, you know, recently and just saying, hey, I listen to the podcast. I'm like, hey, so you know what? This is family friendly. Damn it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Someone recognized your voice
0: at the Metallica concert that that's right somebody did (laughs) voice of maryland they called me out and i'm like wait a minute i'm like holy gosh so i mean that was cool i mean you know voice of maryland gets around but anyway we're not going to talk about those leaked photos because we just don't do that here um but aj styles and kevin owens they faced each other on uh indie circuit as a matter of fact a lot of times but uh you know they're going to have a wwe stage here and they're going to do it so that'll be interesting smackdown exclusive pay-per-view um what are you doing? Are you looking for it, Big Ugly? I just, cause, What's wrong with you? Uh, I, guess, I mean, I shouldn't look for it, but I'm just like, this is
1: crazy. Like, I feel like you just type something into the internet and it comes up. But.
0: I know, but I did that, and it didn't work. It just took me to, you know, normal pictures of Charlotte. Ah. So I'm like, I ain't, I ain't trying to go all out on my phone. I don't know what it's going to, you know, mess up my phone or whatever. So I, I, I'm not like that. I'm a good... Decent human being. As, uh, I'm dirty. This is 15 and, seconds of Just, just looking for. I was doing it for research. You know, like Conrad Thompson does the research for the podcast. That's what I was doing because I was trying to get a idea of what we were talking about. That's all. Does that? That's convincing, right? That made sense. That's great. Hmm. Where are we, Big Ugly? Oh man. So we're. We stopped on the uh, women's
1: match. Was that, Is that the only one that's been... So that, that's the last one that's been announced for... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm listing five matches
2: here. Yeah. I'm sure they'll announce one
1: or two. I have tonight. one question because I know we need to get closing out of this. Jack. We need to ride off into the <laughs> yeah. sunset in a minute. So Chris Jericho is gone. Uh, right. had a hellacious run, as Austin would say.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, he actually lost the U.S. title two nights later after he won it yeah. on SmackDown yeah. with Kevin Owens. Will, Jer- Will we see Jericho again... But will he have a run again,
1: is what I'm saying. I know he'll come back. We'll see him again, I think. We'll definitely see him again, but will he do another
0: run? Because this was a long run. This was a pretty good run for a him. A year and a half, I at least. Yeah. You know, Because uh, he usually dips out and goes back, but he hasn't had a Fozzie Tour in a while. That's where he is now, on the Fozzie Tour, right. which makes sense. But uh, I don't know. I think we'll see him again. What do you think? Another think run so. out of him? Uh, Mid-40s? Maybe not necessarily. yoga?
2: But I think we'll see him around WrestleMania maybe a time. I think we'll see a little short sprint. The Maybe spring. come back in
0: the Royal Rumble or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a long run out of him, but I do see him coming back. And, of course, he'll come back to a pop as a face. Yeah. And if they want to do any kind of run with him, they'll have to turn him heel real quick. Yeah, because he's another one makes a much better heel. Exactly. He gets over as a face, but he is a much better heel. Yeah. So, big ugly, seriously. Bruh no i'm I'm actually texting right now <laughs> we're in the podcast and I'm you're sorry. texting i'm sorry i gotta i gotta be sorry no texting and podcasting yeah. at sorry thing. sorry i okay. i don't mind it's okay don't worry about it um hey man it's been a good podcast yeah we got uh a lot of stuff coming up check out the finn balor uh wwe network special uh check out the kane podcast on the enc edge and christian uh that's pretty cool he's really out of character no character whatsoever of course he's uh, running for mayor of Knox, Tennessee, or something like yeah. Knox County, Tennessee, or Knox City. Um, he's running for mayor and he's going to win more than likely, I would say. Yeah. Kind of the Jesse Ventura syndrome. Um, uh, we got a UK special coming up. UK special coming up. Jim Ross coming commentary. JR. JR is yeah. back. Got his Legends contract for the next year or two and he's yeah. coming back doing some things. I like it. Good for JR. Yeah. I hope they get him to do some more pay per views too, like WWE pay per views. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah,
0: that would be a slobber knocker. Yeah. Flower Yeah, they just drop him in on the main event. That's right. That's all. Just one night, yeah. play his music. Come on out, do the main event. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I can do. He sells a match so well. Yeah. Although I do like the, the commentary teams that are around now. I gotta say, um, Corey Graves. Corey Graves is the bomb. Yeah. I know we've talked about that before, but man, yeah, he's I love, so good. I love Graves, man. Glad I'm glad they brought him up from NXT. Like he's great. Yeah, he belongs on RAW. Yeah. He he definitely does well on RAW. Yeah. What are we watching here? I think this is the second hour. We've been watching raw in the background. we kind of yeah. had it on. So this is Reigns and uh, yeah. Oh, Reigns, Reigns just Ballad. killed the post there right there. Yeah, Reigns and Valor. And uh, I believe Reigns wins that match. Reigns goes over clean on Very clean. Yeah. And Valor got a big pop at the beginning of the night. Yeah. So, and I think the end of the, the show ended with actually Bray Wyatt getting over on Samoa Joe and on Seth Rollins. Follow the buzzards. Yeah, so, yeah. That was great. We will see. And eventually we're going to have to see Kurt Angle. I think it's going to be – that's a that's a special attraction kind of thing too. Kurt Angle got to get back in the ring, but it's got to be the right match against the right opponent. I can see him facing a whole lot of different people in the roster. Yeah. Um, but some, uh, there was some
2: speculation on the internet a while ago. Rumor and innuendo? Just rumor. Oh, no, no innuendo. No, 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 no. Fair enough. And it could just be one one man speculation. I'm not sure, but I heard a rumor Kurt Angle versus Shane, WrestleMania, Raw versus SmackDown.
0: Hmm. Well, they, they have history. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they had yeah. that great yeah. King in the ring, uh, um, yeah. street so. fight back way back when when they destroyed the set yeah. and each other. That's, so that's
2: like, that, that could
3: work.
0: That's that'd be interesting. A, that'd be cool. I yeah. watched that. Watch
3: yeah. For sure.
0: And then that would protect angle. I mean, you know, they were familiar with each other and they would just like, uh, Shane and AJ didn't expect much out of it, but they put on a match of the night. Fantastic. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what, I'm interested to see what happens there. Um, yeah, but we've got a lot coming up in pro wrestling. We've got backlash coming up. We've got extreme rules coming up. What's that uh, July pay per view called again? Uh, Great Balls of Fire. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> about this, Big Ugly.
1: Dude, that that name is horrible. <laughs> who came up with like, this? Right, who, wrote who this who, stuff? Look, yeah. Like who sat in a room and like mind you, you know the WWE has business meetings and stuff. It's like somebody had to sit in a room full of people and say Great Balls of Fire, and everybody said yeah, that's
0: it. How does that happen? Why did people say this? Great balls of fire. Were they listening to, uh, you know, uh, an old movie or an old J- radio station? Jerry Lee Lewis. Jerry Lee right. Lewis. Yeah. Or did... Uh, ah, said, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, you know, Vincent man, God Damn Well Pat. Great balls of fire. Grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. He, he just... Oh, man. I don't know. Great balls of fire. We'll see. It's the July pay-per-view. Money in the Bank is also... in in june or july one of them so they're gonna have a money in the bank pay-per-view which should be good so um i'm excited we got a lot of stuff coming up and we've got more podcasts we got more guests the artiste duran j wanted to be on but he took his ball and went home so you never know about that still gotta have the photography podcast with big league uh uh big league photography and uh, wrestling in maryland and also lotus league photography um gotta have keith B. Craft who is on the sound and commentary and and music uh, kind of deal with EWA Pro Wrestling. So he's good on there. We had Jesse O'Ryan on today. Fantastic stuff. Um, but we got more podcasts and we're going to bring them out to you. Because we like doing this stuff. Yeah, man. We love it, man. Um, and we've also brought people on that
1: uh, aren't in the business. Matt Timby from Right Matt Timmy Fitness. And we're going to have uh, yeah. what Brian Thomas coming on. Yeah, we have Brian Thomas coming on, motivational speaker. We talked about Jason Brown, the investment expert. Right. how to manage those finances and invest so mm.
0: yeah yeah this is a, we have a wide range of topics here so we hope to put this out uh sometime soon and we're gonna get it out and have people listening we uh, we thank all of you uh listening to the dirty ugly wrestling podcast on itunes soundcloud stitcher tune in radio like it subscribe to it follow it and uh we bring it out to you just about once every couple of weeks and we're gonna have Jam and jason on about once a month because uh you enjoy being here oh i love it and you got your great input and you got your great notes and uh you're an ewa fan wwe fan pro wrestling fan in general uh metallica fan how about you big ugly yeah i'm only
1: above and metallica is like maybe (laughs) We'll put that off to the
0: side once I listen to
1: this, uh, what, Enter the Sandman. Enter Sandman, right? Enter yeah. Enter Sandman, yeah.
0: Listen to it. They got the World Wired tour going out right now. You know, the uh, the guitarist of Avenged Sevenfold, his wife had a baby or something like oh, that. Yeah? Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah, so uh, they were playing like every two days Metallica was playing, and uh, we got to see Avenged Sevenfold, but I don't think Philadelphia or New York did. Oh, okay. How about that? I guess they swapped out in another band. Oh, no, uh, they was still had Volbeat. I don't know if they had another band there. I didn't. I don't remember. But they they could have, you know, that somebody else could have been up on them. But it rained in New York apparently in MetLife Stadium. Oh wow. Uh, oh, you know. Sucks. But uh, they had the tarp over the set, you know, so the bands were safe, mm-hmm. but the fans were not. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and that was an amazing stage. That was it, amazing. Was it was um yeah. like five one hundred foot video walls. It's very impressive uh and it was very good so uh, that was a that was a bucket list thing fantastic um anybody got anything else i know we've been running up on tangents we appreciate you listening what are the final words we have for this edition of the dirty ugly wrestling podcast Jamie, and jason we're not right we're not wrong I found the photos. Are you serious? Huh? Are you serious? Uh, No. Oh, you're just So, Come on, man. I said we were going to get past this. I'm I'm being good, but, uh, you know, that's our gimmick, really. We're not right. We're not wrong. We found the photos. (laughs) That just popped me. Legit, I just popped. Okay. (laughs) Um, Seriously, though, Big Ugly, what are your final... words for this edition of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast?
1: Oh, man. Um, well, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, listen to Bruce Pritchard, Listen to Tony Schiavone. Chris Jericho. Uh, they all got podcasts out there. After, Stone Cold Steve Austin. After Olsen. listening to us, though. Right. Listen to us first. First, Dirty then Ugly. Then yeah. the rest of them. Eric Bischoff. Vince Russo. I can't huh. keep up with all of that, man. Edge and Christian. There's so many. There's did, you, a lot. did you hear Shane on Steve Austin? That was pretty good. Shane, when was this? Really? Shane in May, yeah.
1: God, yes, yeah. Shane
0: and May. I'm so man. behind. Yeah, man. I was like, I was listening to Batista on Jericho, and I was listening to um, Kane on Edge and Christian, and those are the most two recent ones yeah. I've gotten to. And Same. I just started listening to Oh uh, Dinner with the King. Jerry the King Lawler's got a podcast out now. What? Yeah, he's doing it from uh, his restaurant in Tennessee. One wow. of his restaurants, because he's got a lot of restaurants. Wow. Um, so he comes out and he's been telling stories basically. So he'll, they don't have interviews or guests; they just tell stories. He tells stories about um, like the Andy Kaufman situation, long, yeah. long time ago, the feud he had with him, the the David Letterman interview, the fight, the the pile driver, everything. And he tells stories about himself being in the ring and his heart attack and that he had it ringside and all that kind of stuff. So dinner with the king. That's another one. It's a good one. Nice. nice. Okay. I can listen to Jerry to King Waller talk all the time. He's good. Cool. Um, I still need to listen to the Edge and Christian one. Like, I do gotta listen to it. I listen to this Kane one. Kane was pretty good on Kane it. Kane was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that interview. It was cool. very real. And uh, but I, I was on the Edge and Christian podcast twice. Yeah. Uh, I had the uh, the impression contest and I didn't win, but that's okay. Uh, I I was on there twice. How about you leave us with a little bit of that? What do you want to hear? Your impression. You want what, what ultimate impression? Ultimate Warrior. You want to hear? hear the Ultimate Warrior? What's okay. the other one you did? Well, I did Rowdy Rowdy Piper. So which one do you want to hear? I'll right. take us out of the podcast with one of those. With one of those. All right, I'm gonna jam and J pick. I can't pick. You want the Ultimate Warrior or you want Roddy Roddy Piper? Piper. You want Piper? Piper. All right, so we're, this is how we're gonna close the podcast. I'm putting you being put on the spot. So let's see. Um. Oh, you you guys might remember this. So bad news Brown. Roddy Roddy Piper. WrestleMania six. Roddy Roddy Piper painting himself half black. <laughs> Okay, um, and apparently it was a rib because he couldn't get that off, and he had to travel for two days being painted half black, which was really funny. But, okay, so he did a promo. Mean Gene Okerlund interviewed him, and they called him the hot rod, and he was like, yeah, you can say I'm the hot rod. Some folks call me the hot Scottoon, Mean Gene. Well, maybe I've a little bit of both. Um, Now that I think about it, I'm a little bit two-faced. But you know, Bad News Brown, you just got one face, a face that needs a little customizing. Let's talk about them big bug eyes of yours. Look so mean and nasty with them gnarly things. Look like they're going to pop. Out of them sockets uh, not to talk about those out of proportion ears and that uh, wonderful schnozola you got big old schnozola with the dilating nostrils and that wonderful hair that comes out of the left nostril oh about three and a half feet long and you can pull cards with you, you can play you can slice with you can dice with it so, yeah, that's kind of where that one went. <laughs> that was good. I enjoyed that interview. And, and yeah, I did a, they were critical on the Piper, uh, you know, because Piper is a hard person to intimidate. You can't keep up that in intensity. It's kind of hard, and especially over a voicemail or, a, you know, a sound clip or whatever. Maybe if I was in person, it would have done better. So Edging Christian should invite me out to be on their podcast in person. The voice of – I'm sorry. I'm banging on the thing. The voice of Marilyn. I could be the voice of the Edge and Christian podcast. Who knows? There you go, man. But anyway. We love it. That's what we do. So thank you so much. Uh, uh, We will see you next time. We will hear you next time. We will do Facebook Live again. It was great. Um, And so we're going to end this thing as we end everything. How about it? Right? Three, two, one. Deuces.
3: Deuces. He found the photos.